this movie has a comma and an exclamation point. And mm-hmm. it really should. But no predicate. Yeah, it doesn't have. It should have like a dash Julie Newmar. I'd like an M dash. Uh, yeah. Would be nice. You don't get enough M dashes in titles, I think. <laughs> What? A golf game? Like, what is that voice? Welcome to Your Childhood, the podcast where we uh, look back on things from your childhood and discuss if they were any good. Yeah. Today we're talking about Tu Wong Fu, comma, thanks for everything, exclamation point, Julie Newmar. Is there an exclamation point? There is. Wow. Yeah. What do you think about that, Damon? About the title? Sure. Needs work, is what I would write. Have you seen this movie? I have not seen this movie. I'm a horrible gay. Actually, I think I'm a great gay. Fuck you for even saying so much. The the thing about being uh, a gay is there's not really any rules. (laughs) (laughs) Just right. Yeah. That's what I like. Being gay is kind of like being the Outback Steakhouse of people. (laughs) Mostly because I only (laughs) eat fried onions. Um, I have not seen this movie. Yeah. Um... I have seen Wesley Snipes' arms in this movie, mm. um, but I have not seen this movie. Have you seen this movie? I have not. Well, I we did watch the trailer <laughs> when we were watching uh, the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and mm-hmm. uh, another long name. It uh, looks more like they're going to be making fun of. You're nervous. Yeah, of of, of cross cross dressing or of, of drag queens, drag queens. Yeah, drag queens is the acceptable. Okay, nomenclature there, dude. You can't cross dressing isn't. I don't know cross dressing. It's I don't think it's offensive. It just seems like dated. Yes, I'll it's accept, like saying Afro American. I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. I I'm not sure. We'll have to. We'll reserve judgment because I right. haven't seen it, and I don't have any. The only memories I have attached to this are seeing a trailer and being like, that's not for me. <laughs> I share your nerves. Yeah. Not literally. That would be <laughs> odd. Uh, what but, a painful way to be attached. I'm just imagining like yellow strings between our bodies, like some sort of Hellraiser 4 when they were like running low, just scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's like a, yeah, human centipede, oh. but just with nerves kind of. <laughs> oh, um, we're both writhing. Why is that? The audience, most- we're both writhing. I don't know why it bothers me so, but it does. Um, I share your nerves though, because yeah. again, I don't know, not literally. Just- I don't know because I have like a more, unlike, uh, Elrond and Memento. Yeah. Um, from Priscilla Queen of the Desert. I don't have, I have like, a a relationship with the three actors in the, this movie more than these like no name Australians. When I first saw Priscilla queen of the desert, I don't right. know who the fuck Hugo weaving was right. or yeah. Guy Pierce. Yeah. I wanted to know Guy Pierce. Better. You saw the movie before that relationship was formed. Right. right. I knew Terrence stamp and that was my entry. I was like, Oh, general Zod's going to be in this. Right. Um, and even if you had like, or chancellor Valorum again, you just repeating things I said last time. <laughs> um, but this one, like, it feels weird because, like, Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo, although to a lesser point, John Leguizamo. Is it Wesley Snipes? 
Or is it yeah. Wesley Snipe? No, he has multiple Snipes. Snipes. Several Snipes. Okay. <laughs> Many a Snipe. It's, his name is a sentence, which I always enjoy. <laughs> Wesley hath sniped. <laughs> um, oh, he's so catty. They should call you Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Who's talking to him? His parents? His doctor? The, the, the obstetrician and, that birthed him? And I like the idea that they hadn't come up with a last name for him. This, <laughs> right. That was, the, that was the part that wasn't that was in the pre, That was in the prequel movie that came out later. His father's like, we're calling him Wesley. Wesley, his, a snipe story. And his yeah. mother was like, shouldn't we also call him Wesley Jones since that's our last name? And he's like, no, I actually want to leave that one up in the air for a little bit. See his personality yeah. and then see where it goes. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why it feels like It feels, it reminds me maybe a little bit of like when you come out to someone and you're not 100% sure how they're going to take it. Mm. It's like, oh, Patrick Swayze's going to be in a drag queen movie. Okay. Yeah. Let's just see how this goes. Well, and this is, you know, in the future from this movie, but like Wesley Snipes is not exactly known as like having it all together. At least tax wise. Yeah. Well, just Just keep a folder and put the year on the tab. (laughs) And keep your receipts in there, Wesley. So what did that little tax advice from old Damon? Damon Snipes. (laughs) I didn't think it was that catty. Damon actualizes. What's the what? What's an actual CPA? Sees CPA. Sees PA. He sees PA. Public affection, and he says no, thank you. No. do, and you, you know, your relationship with John Leguizamo is so strong from both the past and uh, <laughs> Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. When he played it's a bond. Luigi Mario, uh, you know how ducklings they imprint on uh, <laughs> on things. That's me and John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Swayze by this point was he had he had kind of peaked, but he was he wasn't out of the the public eye by any means yet. But like he, it would, this is post ghost <laughs> it's it's pre three wishes post ghost what is three wishes <laughs> oh i'm so glad you asked this is post roadhouse right oh yeah, yeah roadhouse okay. is like mm, 93 late something. no late 80s oh okay okay maybe maybe so was roadhouse mid-80s. before roadhouse ghost? i think is his first like ta-da that's ta-da. my impression of patrick swayze <laughs> coming out uh, of road but road let's house. not get too far ahead of three wishes Okay. Oh, yeah. 89. Three Wishes is uh, a movie with Patrick Swayze as a manic pixie homeless guy. No. Dirty Dancing was his. Oh, okay. That's his ta-da. So he plays a manic pixie homeless guy with a dog. Oh. And he has the power. This is in the late 90s? Yeah. Okay. Mid to late 90s. He has the power. To grant three wishes. To grant wishes. (laughs) Um, at least I think it's called Three Wishes. And there's a dog, and there's like a single mom who falls for Patrick Swayze, and there's like a kid, and I think he dies at the end or disappears. Um, well, this 19, Three Wishes came out before this, before. Uh, um, it came out before? Yeah. Oh, wow. I just want to say Three Wishes is one of those movies that you are literally forgetting it as you're watching it. Or it's so bad that there's your your brain is like I don't have to form memories about this. You this is know. a shit movie. Yeah, let's just power through it. Enjoy the popcorn your mom bought for you because it's 1996 or whatever. And uh, don't she wanted to it. see a movie with Patrick Swayze. Don't worry about it. The woman doesn't go to the movies much. 
She goes for Harrison Ford. She goes for Sean Connery. And until his untimely death, Patrick Swayze. Mm. Do you think, will she go see the um, solo of Star Wars story just because it's related to Harrison Ford? I guarantee you she will not. Okay. She'll probably be like, what's that? That's dumb. And th- for the first time, America <laughs> goes, uh-huh. We agree with you, Phyllis. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's see what happens. Let's you watch this what? movie. I remain uh, optimistic. That's not true. So uh, watch along with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah, come on over. Watch along with us. So this is normally the part in our show where we would hawk our Patreon page and ask you to support the podcast. Um, The world is a shit show, uh, and we have so very little to contribute as as people, as podcasters, the two of us, and we don't need your money. But uh, So don't worry about supporting our Patreon. Please, at this time, there's lots of organizations that could use your money. Uh, One that we're going to suggest is Raices Texas, R-A-I-C-E-S. T-E-X-A-S dot org. Yes. They're doing their best to help immigrants with uh, legal, legal defense legal defense, and uh, helping as much as they can um, getting people organized. There's actually a great uh, list of other organizations if you want to check out the list and kind of pick your favorite. Um, Slate did a great list uh, recently, and it's just called uh, How You Can Fight family separation at the border um if you can just google that and then slate you'll find a great list there that's got like dozens of organizations that are uh, all doing great work so go over there and support the podcast do not spend money on us right now we don't need it keep in mind uh even though president trump did sign an executive order that essentially puts the children in jail with their parents um they are. There's still uh, some legal question as to what will happen to the, the children that were already separated from their families. So do support in any way you can. We'll be uh, back to yucking it up in a few minutes. song to sing for this song for this movie there's no really. even cc pennington what was the no. song that everyone danced to in the town square oh. and by square i mean dirt road i forget it was not it was not like a gay anthem it was just like a motown song what was it guess we'll never know i know at the end they were doing a weird version of girls just want to have fun yeah it was like a reggaeton version <laughs> <laughs> uh we're back. We watched two oh, Wong yeah. Fu, comma, thanks for everything, exclamation point, Julie Newmar. Julie Colon Newmar. Julie. She was the sequel to the original movie, Julie. They were like, Colon Newmar. Julie, semi dimmy quaver, Newmar. Uh, mm-hmm. Please recap this movie for oh, me. Oh, why? Why do I? Because I'm gay. Yeah. And yeah, the drag right. queen. And also, you're always the one that does recap. <laughs> uh, thanks for asking. First off, uh, I'd like to thank mm-hmm. the people of Hofstra University for hosting this debate. Yep. Uh, hey, good bit every time. I love it. I really do. <laughs> Just buys you some time if you're don't get your thoughts coordinated. So, I'd hey, like to thank my mother. <laughs> um, 
what is success? (laughs) (laughs) Webster's Dictionary defines success as. uh, So the movie begins with a uh, sort of New York drag queen uh, who's the best uh, fuck the rest competition. Pageant. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Uh, Pageant, a.k.a. Who's the best? Fuck the rest. <laughs> uh, pageant, of course, comes from the French for who's the best? Fuck the rest. <laughs> um, <laughs> pageant, uh, fou le monde. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, in which there is a tie. Uh, previous winner, Rachel Tensions, um, bestows name. F- solid name, uh, bestows a crown and scepter betwixt Noxima Jackson and Vita Boheme are... Uh, our, two well, what, of our heroes. What about our third hero, Chichi Rodriguez? Great question. Sure. She's a competitor. She doesn't win. We'll never see her again. Yeah. Um, Q2, we see her again uh, crying on the steps, and the two winners who just competed against this woman don't recognize her. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because of her tears of what have you, uh, they decide to take her on the road because their part of their prize was to take a trip to Hollywood. Hollywood. To go com- compete. Not, of course, Hollywood from the movie Mannequin, uh, no. but in fact, the... The place. The place. Hollywood land, comma, Los Angeles, comma, California, comma, USA. Orange County. No. Los Angeles <laughs> Absolutely County? Absolutely not no. Los Angeles okay. County. Uh, so uh, they decide to take a rent-a-Cadillac. Yeah. They turn on their plane tickets, rent-a-Cadillac, and decide to drive cross-country. Um the guy who rents the Cadillac to them says it will break down. Uh, then they later stop by um, Vita's uh, hometown, which is a very up-to-do yeah. uh, suburb of Philadelphia. She sees her mother briefly and then decides to tear up the map. Of fact, I only mention because I'm going to return to it later. Yeah. She tears up the map and says we will follow our instincts. And their instincts take them to... Nowheresville, America, where yeah. the where Vita is almost raped mm. by a cop. Yes, who she pushes down and is knocked unconscious. They believe him to be dead. Uh, they run away, but their car breaks down at a rest stop. They're rescued by Cutie Patootie, Jason London, mm. and they spend the rest of Jack the movie. London. White Fang. <laughs> they also have to do the Iditarod. It's a really yeah. surprising movie about, you know, uh, breaking stereotypes by drag queens <laughs> winning the Iditarod in Alaska. Plus, yeah. it's got puppies. Alaska. Um, anyway, they spend the rest of the movie in Snydersville where they, you know, remake the town. They remake mm-hmm. all the ladies in the town. Mm-hmm. They almost fuck some cute straight boys, but don't because they need to not probably because some studio exec was like, I ain't going to have no drag queen kiss boys. Uh, and uh, eventually, you know, uh, save the strawberry festival or whatever. Mm-hmm. And save Stalker Channing, Rizzo, uh, from getting beaten by her husband. Yes. Who owns Jurassic Park. That's where I recognized him from. Her- he inherits Jurassic Park from Richard Attenborough in Jurassic Park 2, oh. The Lost World. Colon Jurassic Park. Why do we mention it twice? Hey. Parenthesis. It's the best of the worst. You know? <laughs> That's how I th- Now don't. That. Now you're going to might be eating those words in a minute when yeah. that Jurassic World comes out. I don't think so. I don't know. I've watched the trailer. I'm like, you still have yet to justify why, to quote 
Yakov Smirnoff, no. <laughs> Peter McNichol in Ghostbusters 2. Why are you came? Are you Jurassic come? World Why are 2. Why you came here? Uh, it makes no sense. Anyway, uh, they save the Strawberry Festival. Uh, they um, save the reputations of various attempted rapists they met across the land. Yep. Sean Penn's brother... Is foiled. Uh, you know, is foiled. He wasn't and, dead, uh, also. they drive off, and they eventually get to Hollywood, California, where they meet Julie Newmar, namesake. They get to Hollywood, California, where the, the person who wasn't in the competition wins it. <laughs> and the crown, the tiara is bestowed upon her by Julie Newmar, who then says nothing. So it all Credits. fucking worked out. <laughs> they were like, we're going to pay you scale. And by scale, I mean background work. Yeah. So thanks, Julie Newmar. You're great in Batman. <laughs> that is the movie. Did um, I miss anything? Well, that was a. <laughs> I would say. I mean, not. I mean, I know I missed dialogue. Yeah. You don't be a smartass. You missed. You missed some particulars, but no, that's the. That's the. Uh, oh, they're they're drag queens. They're drag queens. Yeah. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. I got to get this out there. How how they are drag queens <laughs> is confusing um, because. Okay, I mean that's I can't not how slowly like, physically no, but I mean they are in drag the whole movie, um, and it's a little weird because even in the movie, Wesley Snipes' character Nagzima makes a distinction of the different kinds of of people. He says, "You're gonna have to help me because I don't remember." Uh, he says, "Well, they they start by they 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 sort of insult." Chichi Rodriguez, John Leguizamo, you're a boy in a dress, and he gets very offended yeah. uh, because he considers himself a drag queen. Yeah. And they say, "Here's the deal: drag queen is um, men. Well, they say a transvestite is someone who dresses in women's clothes to get his rocks off. Yeah. Then they uh, use the term transsexual to describe a man who is a woman inside, which is a dated way to describe it. But I gave it a pass, and uh, and then they finally said a drag queen is someone who too fabulous for to be contained by gender. Sure. Like and then uh, and then they dismiss him as a boy in a dress. You are just a boy in a dress. They compromise that he's a drag princess. But they, aside from the opening when we see Patrick Swayze and yeah. the, the three of them get into drag at the very first during the credits. Yeah, they are in drag the entire, the entire movie. movie. They yeah. drive across country in drag. Yeah, um, and we don't. They see spend them, their entire time in drag, like in Priscilla Queen of the Desert. They we see them in various states of sort of getting ready, or it's part right. of it's part of their experience. Is there's a like definite working. line between? Yeah, well, and them being on their, the job and not. It's part of their experience though too, because they're like making their costumes. Which, granted, these were while very loud and boisterous costumes, they were not like homemade costumes the same way. That they were in Priscilla Queen in the Desert. They weren't, but they, they were, were also like very day to day costumes. They're, yeah, they're they're much more just like loud clothing, loud. Women's yeah, Vita clothing. is just dressed like yeah. a well to do. Yeah, uh, you know, woman, and uh, Nagzima is dressed in very loud clothing, and Chichi as well. They weren't like the the flip flop dress kind of right elaborate. There wasn't this sort of campy vibe to the. Well, I yeah. mean, maybe well, yeah, yeah, campy vibe, but like there wasn't this campy like oh, we're gonna make do with what we got. Yeah. But in a fabulous way, vibe that you got from from Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yeah. And Priscilla Queen of the Desert, uh, the true two drag queens on board were, you know, they lived, they were men when they were not yeah. performing. Right. Or being dared to go out into a rural right. Australian yeah. town. 
But um, it's kind of, it's like, I feel and like. And Bernadette, the, who's a trans woman, she, I mean, she also had her day wear. And then when she would it wasn't uh, do her show, she yeah. would, you know, she would have this elaborate costume like the rest. Yeah. I feel like the movie was confused about this. This movie? Yes. I, I want to say yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not the person to these, like. These seem like women who are living their lives as women, right? Yeah, they are. There doesn't seem to be any difference between them, yeah. Which on which, stage and off stage, which plays, like, I guess, a little bit better into the plot, which is like this whole this small town, Snyderville, that they end up like. I guess everyone knows, but they kind of don't know. I mean, that's that one of the. I, it's not dramatic irony. That's one of the yeah. irony. The, like the twist of the movie is that you realize the whole town has been aware this whole time, right? Which of fucking course, because <laughs> Wesley Snipe is built like a wall. Yeah. Um. And uh, in the end, they sort of have this "I am Spartacus" moment where the the evil police officer Sean yeah. Penn's brother shows up with a shotgun. Shows up with a shotgun and a shoe, um, and it says, you know, to bring the drag queens out into the streets and. I guess have them killed. Um, and everyone in the town, you know, essentially says like, that's my shoe. I am Spartacus. Give me. Yeah. And, uh, so that's when you realize the whole town was aware. They're not dopes. Right. Um, and Stockard Channing has like a monologue about it. Yeah. Shortly after that. Um, but yeah, it is, it, it seems, I guess probably the overarching problem I have with this movie is what Rod, I think I've brought this up before in other movies, what Roger Ebert calls the idiot plot. Yeah. There is no plot except everyone's acting so stupid that right. it creates a plot. Well, from no the, one's explaining themselves. People are doing things that no normal person yeah. would do for the sake of creating a plot. They buy a car that's going to break down. Yeah. Um, they pick up a girl who it seems they pick up Chi Chi Rodriguez. Yeah. A girl they had just beat, bested in a competition. They're in, they in a pageant with her, and there's only like eight con- contestants in this. Yeah. Like, which anybody who's like, not like we're big pageant uh, participators, Speak but like for yourself. anybody <laughs> who's ever been in a pageant or anything like that would know that you know those people really well, for right. better or worse. Even if it's just a day. Like, I mean, you would at least know, like, who oh, they there's are. that bitch I'm competing against. Yeah. They like were like, who is this? Now, they could have been Why like, is this little Latin girl crying on our steps? Yeah. They sort of been could have could have been like sort of dismissive, but they seem to genuinely not know who this person was. Right, and Vita to the point where she um, says we should take her with us to Hollywood. Yeah, you know, so we can like you know, and I mean that's a tradition is to like be there, be her mentor, like to right. you know bring her in, and I can be her drag mother. But it's very con- everyone's acting odd. They're acting like they've never seen this woman before. She yeah. was in the competition with you. And then on top of that, like, let's take her with us to Hollywood. And I feel like you could have just skipped one of those weird transitions and been like, Hey, we just competed against this girl. We feel a certain kinship with her. Yeah. Let's take her to Hollywood with us. Right. But they, the, the screenwriter for whatever reason chose not to do that. That, that. That's a good point that you're on is that like the, the, it's a literal 360 and not the, in the like, misnomer way like they turned 180 degrees and then turned on another 180 degrees to be at the same place they were at the beginning when the plot points all work like if you just mapped it out it's like they had this map and then they just had an idiot writing the the in-between parts because like it's the same thing with um like people not what was i gonna say not acting naturally they're not acting logically or like a human would yeah exactly 
it's just it's really confusing because you're like, why would they do that? Right. Why would they? Why would you tear up a map because you're mad at your parents? Like, well, right? They stop in whatever town, Philadelphia, or <laughs> that's not a state, Pennsylvania, and they stop outside of Vita's home and we have this weird nauseating hitchcockian like yeah weird zoom. if if a hitchcock movie was filmed on a like a boat yeah uh, this weird zoom out from her mom her mom like happens to exit the house and sees them and they have this weird moment and vita that's too much for her and she tears up the map first off they only stop in that house because Chi Chi brings it up. She's like, yeah. "What is this town in outside of Philadelphia?" And Vita's like, "That's thing. my hometown. Let's stop there and see my parents. And if I see my parents, I'll have a weird moment and tear up our map, and we'll definitely get lost because that's what you do when you don't have a goddamn map. Although you are just going to California, just follow the just sun. go, just go that way. Yeah, and that it was. They could have even like even within that stupid beat. Like I think it's a good like." character development moment for her to kind of see her mom and like sure where like you know we get to see that that you know she's on unex- doesn't feel accepted and all that yeah uh you could have just had her like just drive away in anger and the map flies away or something like like that would sort of make sense but like the tearing up and i guess she's just supposed to be so emotional but it's like but then they can get another map but you could also just get another map you could still just get another map i don't understand yeah Anyway, and I don't see a reason why I'm mad at my mom, so I'm going to tear up this, you know, cartography sheet. Thanks because for, that'll show her. Thanks for finding another word for Well, I grab my thesaurus. <laughs> why do I have to wear all these hats? Or, as Amy Grant says, why do I have to wear all these things on my head? Which is a common. Hey, Greg, what's another word for hat? For uh, things on my head. <laughs> um. That's some deep cut Amy Grant <laughs> jokes. <laughs> so uh, there's a scene early on. The um, the th- our three heroes have decided they're <laughs> going to. I'm still laughing about Amy Grant. It's ludicrous. Things on my head. Um, She's like, you ever notice that women have to do so many things? Like they have so many like sort of jobs in their life. And they wear like, yeah. so many chapeaus. <laughs> So many derbies. Do you, are you following me? Why Graham the, Chapman, Gary Chapman. What was her husband's name that she cheated Vince on? Vince Gill? No. No. The with guy Vince Gill. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I think it was Gary Chapman. My dad loved that guy. Sexually. Um, oh. It was, oh, Foster Grant. <laughs> I don't no? know. No. no. Foster Grant. Sunglasses guy. Um, so there's a scene early on. Our three heroes have decided they're going Heroines, to. Heroines, possibly. Yeah, our, our three main characters. They've decided they're taking Johnny Legs with them. Uh, <laughs> Chi And the weird thing, Johnny Legs, not known for his legs. Yeah, hmm. and they're basically they have to figure out. They're meeting with uh, this John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, which is played by Robin Williams, uncredited appearance, which we all neither one of us knew he was in this movie. I, I had like, oh. no, I was, I had no idea. Um, I was hoping that he was the same character. From the birdcage, just happened to be in New York. Yeah. Now the 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 point of this little scene is just that they have to figure out how to get there. They sell their plane tickets to him. He gets them in touch with the guy who's going to rent them a car for cheap enough so that they can go. So they get money for the plane tickets, and then they pay just a little bit, like fifty bucks or something, mm-hmm. to rent this car. Um, that's the point of the scene. But uh, I was struck. I was struck by the fact that Robin Williams appears. 
And we recently uh-huh. watched the the very entertaining intro to The Pest. Uh, interesting adjective, but yes. Um, you know what? That's a fine adjective for it. <laughs> it's an entertaining... It's interesting to watch. Uh, yeah. And in it, you should watch this. Just just Google Pest Intro. And anybody who also listens to uh, My Brother, My Brother, Me will probably already be aware of this. Um, but... It's ridiculous, but in it, I'm I'm realizing that I think maybe John Leguizamo, at least at that point in his career, mid '90s, mm-hmm. which is about when this movie is '95, uh, think he thinks he's Robin Williams esque. That's what I think is that he's doing all these like silly voices, yeah, and costumes, yeah, props, yeah, and I think that's what he thought he was doing. And it has that vibe. I never get this vibe from Robin Williams in a movie necessarily, but I get yeah. this vibe from Robin Williams when I see him on like a late night show, which is just like I'm immediately exhausted. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, dude, you just need to take it down. It's well, too much. You're already like goose stepping across the late show stage. Like just calm down. It's too much. But John Leguizamo takes that like manic energy like – and no one's editing him and no one's like able to rein it in. Yeah. Like the pest was obviously someone was like, I like that guy. Make him a movie offer. Right. And they did. And it, that was the worst movie of whatever year that was. Um, I just think. But yeah, I would say they're probably in the same vein. Although I feel like John Leguizamo. Was John Leguizamo a stand up or did he just know. come out of nowhere? Was he just birthed from the foam of the sea or something? <laughs> When sure. Poseidon made a really bad prop joke one time. Did you see the uh, article when we were kind of researching after watching the movie <laughs> about how Patrick Swayze wanted to punch John Leguizamo? Yes. Because he kept improvising. And I'm like, and John Leguizamo tells it as like a funny, like, uh, they weren't ready for me and my energy. <laughs> and I'm like, I bet all your improvs fucking sucked. <laughs> and so your fellow actor who, you know, they could have could have both been dicks. I don't really know. But like. I bet your fellow actor was like, stop it. I would like to go home within the next <laughs> 16 hours, wife. please. Um, and it, it's funny because John Leguizamo, I was kind of like at the beginning of this before we had started it, also known as the beginning of this. Uh-huh. Uh, I assumed like he would probably be my favorite. Oh, like really? He, I assumed like he would have this sort of energy, like he was being brought on as a comic relief type character. Right. And I think when John Leguizamo is in those sort of limited roles, like here's what you're going to be doing. Right. I need you to be almost like uh, Guy Pierce in, and maybe because we watched it first, like I sort of fit everyone into their right. roles. It's a very, very similar plot as well. Yes. Um, and so I put John Leguizamo in the Guy Pierce role right. of just sort of like uh, being a snarky young guy. The manic who, energy. Yeah. And um, doesn't know when to call it a day. Right. But probably like funny. But also that like, is not yeah, the case. Funny. It no. did, and not that he's not funny or good in this, but he it's funny that Patrick Swayze wanted to punch him for his improv because I didn't get the vibe that there that. was a lot of improv going on. No. Yeah. There was his, not like a lot of, you didn't get that lines. improv energy that you sometimes yeah. get from like a Robin Williams or, yeah. Or Eddie Murphy or something. Right. No, I didn't get that either. Um, and I was expecting, although he's the most drag queeniest of them all. Just in terms of appearance or. 
right. when they were like making fun of him as being a boy in the dress, I'm like, he looks like drag queens I've like met. <laughs> um, I, when we spoke before we watched the movie, I was expecting this to be problematic with a capital P. Uh, but it was really more racist than. <laughs> So problematic with a capital yeah, A, yeah, with a capital R. I mean, it was it was just problematic in a different way, I guess. Um, and it wasn't like the movie is racist, but there was just more uh, casual racism than I was expecting, and like almost like some of that as a plot point, like the Chris Penn angry cop character right. is racist, and he says the N word and in the S word, the SP word, SP word, um, uh, when referring to. To the two of me, I can't believe you're riding out around with these guys, and uh, yeah. and then they're also they're kind of like hurling insults back and forth. There's a lot of different kind of phrases they use, uh, especially towards John Leguizamo. Um, yeah, they, they, his uh, his ethnicity is uh, consistent, but I feel like other than the what we talked about with the sort of confusion of what a drag king, how a drag queen would maybe be in they're drag, drag kings. Yeah, I almost. Said that. Um, what did you think? Did you think that they handled that aspect of it? I mean, the uh, the uh, jokes about uh, Latinas, um, yeah, was a lot more often than I expected. Yeah, it's like, whoa, okay. When they kept uh, calling him a, a sway back, oh, which I did don't we look think, that up? I looked it up, and all I could, I mean, I didn't do a, a hard search, but it, it all I could, see <laughs> you didn't was go like, into the deep internet. Well, all I all I could um, find was like they say that about like horses that have like a a U shaped back, like a like it's a spine problem. Maybe it's slut shaming. Maybe it's like posture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we if anyone was like, going to make fun of someone's posture, it would be Patrick Swayze's character in this yeah, movie. That's true. Um, I guess I wasn't. Mm, I mean. It, it definitely seemed of its time, maybe I would yeah, say. Yeah. Like, it seems like the movie itself is confusing drag queens and trans women. Right. Um, drag queens constantly living in in drag. Right. And it's weird because the movie opens with both characters getting into drag. And I made right. a joke while we were watching. I was like, so that, that was it? They're going to coast for the next week and a half yeah. on that makeup setup? Um, but they they change often. And they're going into rural America. Yeah. This sounds like victim blaming. But they're going into rural America dressed yeah. as drag queens. Well, that was kind of a, a point in in Priscilla as well. Like right. they, were, they were like, we can't, we can't stop, you know, in this town because X, Y, and Z. But then, or they, they did not not stop in the town, but they like didn't want Guy Pierce to go off on his own because they knew, they knew he would be dressed to the nines and like kind of. And then there was also this odd, um, when they get to Snydersville, where the majority of like acts two and three take place, um, everyone is very, well, I don't want to say nice, but for the most part, they're sort of bewildered, but then they're kind of like immediately like, okay, the guys are hitting on Chi Chi and by hitting on, I mean, attempting to rape, um, Robert, uh, Robert, who's the, who's the. The cute boy that wants to hang out with Chi-Chi. Oh, Bobby Ray? Bobby Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's into Chi-Chi. 
And apparently he's, by the end, he's well aware. Oh, but yeah. he does have a, like a weird moment where he's like, disregard. Um, so we have Bobby Ray, who's like really like into Chi-Chi. Yeah. We have Michael Vartan from Alias and Never Been Kissed. Yeah. He's hitting on Chi-Chi with all his friends. And by hitting on, I mean, again, attempting to rape. Um and uh we have I get Virgil. so confused. Thank you for making that <laughs> distinction. We have Virgil, who is the mechanic in town, who's married yeah. to Rizzo. Yeah. Um he he's like accommodating enough for that he's like, Oh yeah, I'll I'll fix your uh fix your truck. And I guess I mean there is certainly people in this world who will be like, you know, maybe homophobic, but will still be like Look, I'll just, I'm a red-blooded American, so I'll fix your car and I'll talk about you behind your back. Right. Which is like, good. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, but it, it seemed weird that everyone was, it seemed like a, I don't know. It seemed like a lot of largesse given to, this is not just like rural America. This is like, I mean, there are five buildings in this town. Like, this right. is like yeah. an old Western, like they, they've walked into. Yeah. Um. This is a very tiny town, ravaged by meth, I assume. Um, if, if not yet, soon. <laughs> and all the women are super cool with it. Yeah. Religion doesn't seem to play a factor. You know, uh, just uh, insider, outsider things, us versus them, doesn't seem to play a factor, at least with the women. And I don't know, it seemed like almost a non-issue in a way. And the fact once uh, Wesley Snipes um, grabs Michael Vartan by the nuts, yeah, uh, the movie seems fine with this attempted rapist just sort of being back with everyone else. He yeah. cheers on the drag queens at the end. And I'm like, well, and it wasn't even. I guess it all worked out with that whole attempted rape thing. But that wasn't even why he was like Wesley. Oh, right, Snipes, he was hooting at women from he across was just the street. calling them with his friends and then wesley snipes go there and grabs him by the junk and makes him say good afternoon ladies right. or whatever although to i mean in defense wesley snipes did not witness the yeah right right the, but uh, like intimidation he, they of don't Chi-Chi. that's his only really come comeuppance for that whole thing right yeah weird the other thing that sort of was weird to me is that there's a, a subplot with chichi yeah um uh, when their car breaks down initially, she does the old Bugs Bunny trick of yeah. you know raising leg. her yeah. her her leg out into the street and and uh, Bobby Ray, Ray uh, stops his car and he picks up the the ladies and takes them back to Snydersville and then Bobby Ray is sort of like gets a crush on Chi Chi and he's like obviously smitten with her he he uh, like graffitos a yeah. uh, a billboard to say instead of I love Coke I love Chi Chi. Um, and they have this sweet moment. And then later on, he like comes a courting with a bouquet of flowers. And, uh, there's another girl in town who actually likes Bobby Ray. Her name is Bobby Lee. Um, and Chi Chi, uh, realizes that she, uh, doesn't want to be forthcoming with him about, you know, who she is. And so she tells Bobby Lee, oh, you have him. And then that's it. Yeah. There's no like hurt feelings. There's no like weird twist later on. There's no and and Bobby Ray is like, "Yeah, here's another woman. Fine. I'll take her." Well, yeah, they they have like a makeover session with Bobby Lee. Yeah. to make her more appealing, I, I guess. And then just sort of like set her out in the field and he just walks up 
It's and he says he conf- one he confuses her for Chi Chi, which like if you had ever seen these two women together, you would never confuse them one for the other. Like yeah. Chi Chi has big black curly hair, and this girl has fine blonde hair, and is like a foot shorter, yeah. and a fifteen year old girl. Um, and and I don't know that that whole plot seemed weird. Because it was like, why did you include this plot? You could have yeah. easily had a plot where this girl is pining for this boy who might be a little bit like dim, and they finally they give the girl a makeover and you know use their drag queen wiles to trick him into yeah, realizing yeah. that she's the best in town. Right. But that's not what happens. What no. happens is that we have this. We have two thirds of a love story built up with Chi Chi, and we thought there was going to be a, like a story. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name from Priscilla? Bobby or Bob or right. Bobby. I can't remember his name. But we thought there was going to be that sort of story, and we don't get that. There's just sort of like this, ah, fuck it. He's with this other girl now, so it all worked out. Yeah, it seems like maybe they thought they did that, but they didn't really connect the dots. They just sort of like, he's with I felt now. more like it was like, I've, maybe this is my paranoia, yeah. but I felt like a studio was like, no. We're not doing that. I think that is there is something to be said for. I think that in order for at least in 1995 and still to a certain extent now, in order for that the drag queen culture, the drag culture, whatever, to be to be um, not harmful to quote unquote normal people or whatever, it has to be desexed. Like oh sure, like it has to be sort of. And obviously, this isn't completely decent because there is some like flirtation and uh, clearly like, but it either has to be like a what like a trick, or, <laughs> right. or which it, it tiptoes up to. Oh uh, yeah, it does. It doesn't go full Bugs Bunny, but it's pretty close. <laughs> um, and my drag mother is Bugs Bunny, <laughs> or it has to just be completely sexless, right? Like, which is like, but I guess my the confusion is like it does both. It tries to do yes. both things yeah. and doesn't like segue between the two. It's just like sort of yeah. just says, hey, just you know switched. what? We're doing this now. Thanks. Yeah. I wonder if that was a, th- and after that, Chi Chi has no problem with it. They're, they're yeah. like up there voguing on top of the hotel roof. And I'm like, I guess that all worked out. Yeah. That cute boy who was really into you was now into this other girl. And there is no problem there. Yeah. I mean, she does say like Chi Chi says like, Oh, I will find my man or someday or whatever. Like, but that's about it for pining. Yeah, it it was, it was odd. Um, Um, because I wanted to give it credit for actually getting that close, but it sort of pulls the rug out in a kind of weird way. Um, can we talk about the men, the villains in this movie? We have two sort of main villains, which are Virgil and, uh, Sheriff Dullard. Mm -hmm. Dollard. Of course, it's a typo on his badge. Yeah. Um, That's pretty funny. What do you think of them? You're a straight man. Talk to me about it. <laughs> I don't feel like it's saying... I mean, this is an easy thing to say when you're a straight man. I don't feel like it's saying anything about <laughs> Quiet straight... Quiet down, everyone. <laughs> a straight man is talking. I don't feel like it's saying anything about straight men in general because there are oh, no. other straight men that are fine. It's like the the shop owner that in love with Gwyneth Paltrow's mom or whatever. And like, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, I guess I'd say the, the Chris Penn character, the police officer is a little bit more fleshed out just cause he gets more screen time mm-hmm. and he does get a laugh moment because he 
he has the notepad that says, what's it say? Places for... Places for homos. Places, yeah. Was it? Is that what it was? I thought that's what I wrote. Yeah. That says, yeah, that says places for homos that's like ballet school, restaurants for brunch. Which Flower is shop. One. Flower shop. That's a really good laugh line, although you did uh, make a good point, is that he actually goes to many or most of those places like searching, just like kind of like looking under the under the rug wow, <laughs> for for the drag queens. And it would have been funnier just as like a this is a funny list. Yeah, just as his Kill Bill list. Like yeah. here it is. Yeah. But and he, you, he it's clear that he's struggling with some inner demons. Obviously, he's a shit bird because he also like tried to uh, rape. I tried to rape Vita. Vita. He tried, puts his hand up her dress and then finds his penis. And so. That's why he's shocked and then gently pushed away by Vita and then gets in a coma for <laughs> 12 hours <laughs> and they think he's dead. He seriously has brain damage yeah. if he's been blacked out for that long. But at one point he's like sitting in the bar kind of like just apropos of nothing, just kind of talking Thinking about, about men about having men. sex with other men. Yeah, touching each other and rubbing their stubbly faces together. And running their fingers through their curly chest hair yeah. was my favorite. Is, As it, other bar bar uh, patrons uh, eye him suspiciously. Yeah. And it's played for laughing and it's kind of funny, but it's also like, okay, this guy's a attempted rapist. Right. Don't try and like win me over yeah. to him or give him like. And he also is still trying to kill them. He wants to correct. kill them. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he does. I don't know if he explicitly says I'm going to kill them, but he is brandishing a shotgun. Well, he does say to the other cops when he's found unconscious, and they, you know, rouse him and you know bring him in, and asking him what happened. He says he's going to bring in three corpses. Okay, so yes, that he does. That sounds like I'm going to kill <laughs> yeah. them to me. Yeah, and that is his I'm plan. I'm not a lawyer, but that's <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, one of the other villains would be Virgil, who's just. My main problem with Virgil, okay, the the nuts yeah, and bolts. Dante's of Inferno. He yeah. grabs Dante. He's guiding him through hell. Go uh-huh, on, let's uh-huh. hear it. Yeah, wrote the Aeneid. Piece of shit. <laughs> my my main issue is not that he's like obviously he. So the nuts and bolts of this story is that he's abusive to his wife Rizzo, uh, Rizzo, <laughs> Beatrice. Also, um, uh, Mrs. Bartlett from yes. the West Wing. Dr. Bartlett. Dr. Bartlett. Wow. I'm a monster. <laughs> yes. I um, didn't recognize the doctorate of that fake lady. <laughs> um, but so he, he beats her and we, at first it's just a bruise on her face, but then we see him, we get to see him. We get to see him. We, <laughs> we see, finally <laughs> we're privileged are granted the right to see Virgil. We see him actively abusing her uh, because she put... Not a specific spice. The worst spice of all. In, in chili. But she put, she put any spice in his chili. Well, yeah. Um, Which is ridiculous. I, like, well, I really like, wish. Explain the scene that okay. leads to the okay, greatest so line in all like cinematic a, She's making a stew. Yeah. And, chili, presumably. Yeah, probably like a chili. And she steps away while Vita comes in and they're kind of chit-chatting. And then while... Um, what is her name? What is Stocker Channing's name? name? Yeah. She has no name. It's Beatrice. Rizzo. I, I just said it a second ago. Oh. While Beatrice Virgil is Virgil like, and Beatrice. Yeah. You didn't 
You just referenced that. I know, but I didn't realize she was part of it too. Yeah. Okay. I know their names are from that, but I don't know that story well enough to uh, know it's, what it means. A third of it is great. The rest is all Catholic shit. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and like Florentine politics from the 1200s. Like, come on, Dante. Write something up to date. Some Ariana Grande. Get some, some Dua Lipa in here. Is that how you say her name? I'm old. Oh, boy. Can we get some Janelle Monet in here? Come on. <laughs> um, damn it. Okay. Beatrice yeah. is... So Beatrice is like on the other side of the kitchen doing something and then... Washing dishes. Uh, washing dishes. And Vita comes in and is like, tastes the soup and is like, oh... May I? And then she says, may I what? And then she starts putting paprika in, in there. And she's like, no, Virgil doesn't like spice. Yeah. Which is funny because it, the way that it's said, it's not like he doesn't like paprika, which is like, uh, it's a writing problem that I have with this. No, by all means, go on. Specificity. Let's workshop this. Specificity is the soul of stupid movies. No. <laughs> no and... uh and so she like scoops out the the bits that have paprika in it, and then later on, uh, Virgil actually tastes the soup and gets mad and, and eventually say? dumps it. You put spice in it. <laughs> I don't like spice. <laughs> and let me tell you something: paprika, despite its orangeness, is probably the l- lamest not, spice. It's not hot at all. It's got great PR because it's like radioactive red, and then you taste it, and you're like, oh, this is barely anything. Yeah. Now you get that Spanish smoke paprika. Oh, it's yeah. Now, nice uh, smoky finish. I was talking sweet paprika, and I okay. feel like that was obvious. Okay. But right. you come in here with your Turkish smoked paprika, Hungarian, yeah. what have you. I'm just saying. Hungarian horntail. If they. <laughs> I wish they, they could have just said like something. Because also, she's making chili. Why are you making chili for this guy? I want beans. I want meat. I want maters. It's not. That's it. Without, you put salt in there? Yeah. You put salt in there? Is there any chili powder in this chili? <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. And then he. I like to call it bean meat stew. I don't like to call it chili because it. Yeah connotes a spice it's true beatrice my beloved <laughs> how dare you flavor this meated stew <laughs> meated meated beaned stewed that's like essentially the the root i mean he's an abusive asshole like that's right and they could but they sort of chose a silly way of this is showing us just that. a stupid little thing that got on my nerves it's not really the main problem but it was really stupid <laughs> but yeah so his character is just like he's also the mechanic. He's the reason they're waiting because they the part he needs isn't going to be there. And then we see a little bit right away because he says that hey, this part won't be here until Monday. And then uh, Beatrice says something like, "Well, you could, you could." I don't know what she says. And then he's like, "No, I want to keep these drag queens in my town until yeah. Monday." And it kind of drags her away. And it's yeah. clear that there's something not right there, but we don't find out till later exactly what's going on. But I guess what what was your question <laughs> about the straight men? I just, I think they, I mean, I was trying to get that they were kind of... Thin? No, it wasn't that they were thin. They were, they weren't well drawn, but they were, I feel like they made an effort to create yeah. characters who, one, hate spice and are secretly gay. <laughs> um, but... 
but um virgil i think probably was the one i had the most problem with i mean sheriff dunlap or whatever he doesn't get like he doesn't get a real comeuppance no he also doesn't get a real uh like michael vartan does he doesn't get a real like um hand to the balls not hands to the balls but like a, a sort of like redemption right yeah, he's at the end of the movie. He's just outside of the town. And to the movie's credit, it. like Michael Vartan doesn't get like an explicit like scene where he gets redeemed. He's just like back you can see, like fold. he's back in the fold cheering yeah. on the queens. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing here, rapist? Yeah. Um, but Virgil, he uh, there's a weird scene where the queens are in their hotel. But it should be mentioned, Virgil and Beatrice own the hotel in town. Yeah. So they live on the top floor of this hotel, and at one point, the uh, while Chi-Chi is actually calling out Vita for getting in everyone's business, they hear Virgil right. beating yeah. uh, Rizzo. And so uh, Beatrice wants to get, or Vita wants to get involved and, like, you know, stop it. And both uh, Nagzima and Chi-Chi are like, here she goes again, getting in everyone's business. And I'm like, ladies, you're bringing up some great points, but I don't know if this is the someone exact is, moment. Someone to is actively stop, being punched. Stop her from getting involved in people's business. This yeah. might be a, a time when it, you, she should be commended yeah. and encouraged to stop a man from beating his wife. And uh, uh, in that moment, Virgil does get his comeuppance. Yeah. He gets his ass beaten and thrown out. And he goes to drink and stumbles upon Sh- yeah, Sheriff how- Dullard. And that's how the plot uh, gels together. Yeah, that's when it really comes together. <laughs> that's when it really works. It feels like Liam is Rob all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 when, uh, you know, Jean Valjean saves. Wait, what's that guy's name? Uh, Russell Lumiere. <laughs> he saves Russell Crowe's life. <laughs> and Russell Crowe has to deal with the fact that, hey, maybe people who are criminals can also be good people. We also, uh, when he gets thrown out, Virgil gets kind of like tossed out by Patrick Swayze after getting beat up. I also realized like, hey, he still has to clean, your, has to fix your car. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, of course, we find out later that actually Beatrice can fix, fix their car. I guess she it all works later. out. Do we even ever see the part come in? No, well, I she whatever solution that she mumbled at the beginning, oh, I think is okay. what solution she used because it's the day of the strawberry festival, the day or whatever, of the show, y'all, which is, I guess, Sunday. Cause this was Saturday when they right. So. Who would have a strawberry festival on Monday? Yeah, so make any fucking so sense. it's still they're still supposed to be another day before they can leave. Or is this on Monday? I don't know. This might have been on Monday when they were leaving. No, because the strawberry festival strawberry shit, festival is the day they leave. It's not the strawberry festival. What's it called? The the red and white, red and wild. Oh right. Anyway, that's their theme, Damon. God damn it! Themes you put on posters. Uh, otherwise, how does everyone know the theme? I guess they did, like you know, at, at prom or whatever. You know, the theme. Yeah, under enchantment the under the sea dance. <laughs> I also wrote down in all caps, paprika. Yeah, <laughs> which is my drag name. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Paprikash. Paprikash, Turkish Paprikash is my name. I wrote also the all the attempted rapists are cool. Yeah, yeah, they're all cool. Although, I mean, to his credit, Michael Vartan is the hottest of the attempted rapists, so we have to forgive him in a way. 
Yeah, I guess so. You know, the hottest guys were the ones that just appeared as extras in the end. Yeah, all of a sudden there were all these hottie boom bodies with like rolled up t-shirts. Yeah. And they were like picking up girls and swing dance. And I'm like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Why weren't we catching up with these guys? Yeah. Chi-Chi, here, try all these guys. <laughs> they, they, pro- they just realized at the end that they were like, okay, there can't be only 15 people in this town. Right. In order for there to be this many buildings, we have to have a couple more. Do you have any big points or just want to hit the quick hits? <laughs> I mean, uh, this might show our hand in that we just watch the movie together and don't watch it like ahead of time. Yeah. But there was a weird line near the end of the movie when, when the sheriff appears in town. And by the way, it was very climax of the Muppet movie. Like, you know, when, uh, what's his name? Charles Durning shows up in that abandoned old West town and starts screaming for Kermit to come out. And I'm like, what is this? He's just like shouting from a balcony. It makes no sense. Um, but, uh, Noxima, Wesley Snipes says, I see you're right, Miss Vita. You gotta take chances. And I thought to myself, what the fuck did she say she that? She never said that. <laughs> She's also like the most conservative of the three. When yeah. the hell did she say that? She might have said that during the Chi-Chi, like when they pulled Chi-Chi into their guess. plot point. Um, but it wasn't like, uh, that's Miss Vita for you. Yeah. Always taking chances. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a weird moment to try they just and pulled a, do a, a callback to like the first few seconds of the movie. They just pulled a moral out of the fishbowl of... <laughs> They just put a bunch of like fortune cookie size morals on paper. <laughs> I guess we all learned <laughs> lucky numbers 7, 47, 36, 42. <laughs> uh, in bed. Wait. <laughs> 42 in bed. Got to get um, a king size. Okay. I'm just going to hit a list of quick things real quick. Uh, lightning round. There. Okay. I got one. Okay. Just one thing for the lightning round. Okay. I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'll guess we'll go me, then you, then me, then me, then me, then me, then me. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Actually, why don't you, 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 me, you, you, you. Okay, good. Um, there's a, apparently a costume change in the middle of their road trip. Like, they're, they didn't stop anywhere because that's a plot point. They, they, and then all of a sudden they're all wearing different costumes. It's weird. Do you ever try to change clothes in a car? Get out of here, drag queens. Especially in a convertible. Not in a homophobic way. No, I don't want you to get out of here. Stay in here. Well, I mean, don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to like spy on you changing. Like, <laughs> go in the bathroom. Change. No, I mean, you could change wherever you. Want. Oh God, I can't win. You're such a Bobby it's Lee so, or Bobby D or Bobby. So Ray. hard for straight people these days. You know, <laughs> you just don't know what to do. I can't say. I can't harass anybody anymore. It's best if you just don't hire drag queens. So they, uh, when they do decide to stop, they. It's your second one. They end up stopping at this palatial hotel. From the outside, though, it did not look very palatial. It looked like a, you know, like... Showtel. America's best shitty hotel. And then it's like a casino. America's most police-reported hotel. <laughs> and it's like a casino, and then, like, kind of. And then they ha- they have, like, the women ladies basketball lead- league. And so they're just there. And they're then they're all of a sudden playing basketball? And it's just like a montage shot, but a montage with just one scene. And it seemed like just to show off like Wesley Snipes playing Playing basketball, basketball, but in drag. And then they all just sort of look at him when he does a layup. He didn't even dunk. Yeah, that's a good point. He just did a good layup. I'm like, you all can do a layup. You're all in a basketball league. You're all as tall as he is. You know who else can do a layup? Me. (laughs) 
As long as none of you look at me. False. <laughs> Don't look at me while I do it. Also, where are they finding this passenger train? They, pa- they pass a passenger train <laughs> on the street, and the, the bit is they're dancing to music, and then all the people on the passenger train, wildly, very Muppet-esque as well, <laughs> outside of their window are also dancing, which is fine. It's just like a cute little thing, yeah. but also like, it's 1995. Where the fuck is this passenger train in the middle of the Midwest coming from? I'm sure they're there, but are nobody's- they, Do we know where the fuck they are? I mean, they're around. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know that they exist in a time and place. (laughs) I know they haven't, like, reached some other plane of existence. Yeah. They aren't just, like, beings of light. I know that. Where passenger trains are going through. It reminded me of that scene in Superman where uh, Clark, when he's still in Kansas, he's running real fast. Mm -hmm. And then baby Lois Lane is on the the train beside him. And it's like movie you don't have to there was no reason for you to like tie yourself in knots to get baby lois lane on the fucking yeah, plane yeah. especially when baby lois lane when they grow up is 10 years older than clark kent's yeah <laughs> bizarre um okay. also they had to tie themselves in knots to get the mother to say lois lane yeah uh superman what a piece of shit <laughs> um, we like that one hot eyes of the old lady is all i got Oh, yeah. Clara? Clara. Miss Clara, uh, who you might recognize as the librarian who gets haunted on in Ghostbusters 1, numero uno. haunted in, I believe. Um, She is this quiet woman who, you know, she doesn't talk to anyone. She can't hear anyone. She just walks around town with a bunch of, like, glossy 8x10s of famous, like, you know, uh, golden age of Hollywood uh, Mm. stars like Robert Mitchum and others um and all she apparently needed and someone to talk to psychologists have actually begun uh prescribing this is a drag queen to just talk to her about dorothy dandridge to just name old (laughs) movie actresses which is what nagzima does and uh yeah and it's a charming story it's contrived as fuck but it it gave me hot eyes and i appreciate that well it was you know a nod to oliver sax's awakenings um also starring Robert, Robin Williams. Yes. And Robert De Niro as Clara. Yeah. So. Actually, that woman might actually be in Awakenings as well. She might be, yeah. She might literally be in every movie that's ever been made. Look her up! Alice Drummond. Oh, look at her. She was in Ace Ventura. She died in 2016. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was that oh, yeah? She for? was in Ace Ventura. And Awakenings. Look, it's right there. Awakenings and Ghostbusters. And to Wong Fu, comma, 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 chameleon. All right. You want to go to the verdict? Yeah. All right, Damon. Oh, me. What's your verdict? Thank you. Uh, the first third of this movie suffers a lot from this. Why are, why are you doing that? Stop that. Who are you? Yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, once they actually get to Snydersville, it's kind of cute, but still kind of uneven. Yeah. Um, there are a few campy moments, which I enjoyed, like them decorating their room in a, like almost like they would throw things Montage, like on yeah. the wall and would turn into a kimono just hanging there. Yeah. Um, but they were few and far between. There was like montages of people shopping and being cute. Um, I would probably like 
tip two, like uh, this, you're in a child was not an idiot. This is a good movie. Yeah. But not better than adventures. Pr- wait, the adventures of Priscilla queen of the desert. The only thing that's the, the big thing about Priscilla queen of the desert was the, the weird sort of like racist stereotype ping pong uh, thing yeah. that happened in the end. If it weren't for that, I'd be like, it would be no contest. But because that weighs so large, I'm like, uh, right. Uh, I can't like wholly, wholeheartedly recommend that movie. But uh, this one didn't have anything like that. It had things that we talked about that were probably in those like really right. enormous plot holes in the beginning, or not plot holes, but just stupid plot devices. Um, but yeah, it was fine. Like uh, if you, you know, obviously we didn't have a pre-developed opinion for this movie of this movie when we coming into it. But yeah, I feel like as a kid. Yeah. I will say, uh, Wesley Snipes surprised me in this yes. because he probably was my favorite. And yeah. like, I guess just judging by like his build, like he's huge man. He's yeah. got boulders for arms. Uh, He's always saying it's clobbering time. A button nose. Um, <laughs> two eyes. <laughs> two eyes made out of coal. <laughs> um, and uh, he was really great. Like, he felt yeah. the most, like, lived-in character-wise. Yeah. He felt like when he talked, like, I believe, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a seasoned queen, like, yeah. who's here to, like, put this young kid in, in place, like, with yeah. Chi-Chi. Um, like, I, I believed it much more than Chi-Chi, who maybe was a little bit like uh, not I don't think she was bad but yeah. she was a little less defined as I thought she would be I thought she would be sort of like this sort of almost Nathan Lane or or right. Guy Pierce type character right. um and then with Patrick Swayze he does fine but like he he plays it like Barbara Bush for some reason yeah like, yeah he's always dressed like he's going to a debutante ball and I guess that kind of makes sense because he comes from we find out he comes from a rich family right but he doesn't seem like, oh, yeah, this is a person who makes his living in gay bars for tips right. and, like, has probably had to, like, fight his way through life to live how he wants to live. Yeah. He just felt, like, really dainty and really, like, above everything. And it was just like, I don't know if I buy this. Uh, but Wesley Snipes, I will say, like, surprised me. I really thought, just judging, like, by how masculine his build is, like, yeah. that he would be, like, kind of embarrassing. But he was great. When I don't think any of these like these guys in the lead roles were we ever like oh another gifted performance by <laughs> by Wesley Snipes by John Leguizamo or like but they're all they're all fine to to good or whatever to bad depending on the movie that they're in but I think Wesley Snipes I agree was the most surprising in that so like, he gets hands down the Catherine O'Hara Memorial I don't VIP know if he gets award. an MVP award because I feel like that's usually for people that make me laugh. <laughs> Although he did have my favorite wow. line. He did have my favorite line in the movie. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it to him. The Was MVP it, word. I see you're right, Miss Vita. You got to take chances. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was when he was uh, before Clara speaks. She's just walking away from him, from her. And uh, she just turns around on the street. And she goes, did you just do a Yui? <laughs> Which I liked. So. Yeah. Um, MVP award granted as far as I'm concerned. I agree with you. You did remind me of of the sort of weird racist stereotype, right? Smack dab in the middle of Priscilla. And while that yeah. is like this scar on it, I feel like everything they do before and after that yeah. is... A lot more, I mean, you mentioned that this shares a lot of plot points. Yeah. 
with Priscilla. Yeah, the really the does. vehicle breaking down, the being stuck in a yeah. rural part of ta- of your country. Um, the that road rape, trip vibe, the, the yeah. attempted rapes. Um, just you know, a fun road trip movie, right? And um, but I just feel like the Priscilla Queen of the Desert with that one flaw, major flaw, pointed out. I feel like they do a lot better with character. They do yeah. a lot better with, you know, telling us like what drag queens are. If you yeah, are not yeah. familiar with what right. drag queens are or what cabaret acts are or what maybe yeah. trans women are. Whereas this movie seems to just, uh, you know, queer shit. Right. Men in dresses, that sort of things. Yeah. Um, it, this actually felt closer to we when we watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I think I commented that Dr. Frank just seemed like all the queer yeah. put together into a person yeah. and it's like what are you yeah um that's how this it felt like yeah this shit these men who are drag queens and don't identify as women uh, they're just taking a road trip in dresses all the time yeah 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 it was they did a much better job of sort of and priscilla is funnier yes priscilla has a lot more comic beats a comic like funny lines all and everything. does this movie threaten a woman with an exploding tampon it does not you so, gotta give me that you gotta you gotta have that in your <laughs> movie. what do you guys think call our hotline 615-576-0525 leave us a message we'll play it on the show you can email us your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com you can find us on the instagram they can figure it out at your inner child is an idiot you can find us at, on twitter at y-i-c-i-a-i and Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can find us on Patreon. Become a supporter. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. And we want to thank our current patrons, including Grim, comma, Jacob. Paulin, comma, Jeremy. Nicholson, comma, Joshua. Kurd, comma, Karen. Maestro, comma, Larissa. McIntyre, comma, Dan the man. In the burbs, comma, ghost. And day, comma, Jonathan. Heir to the Happy Jonathan birthday, fortune. Jonathan oh. Day. Happy birthday. Yeah. Way to date our podcast. Sorry. I mean, you probably won't hear this for another month, so. Happy birthday. Way to go. Happy birthday, everyone. <laughs> At some point. I don't know when the fuck you're listening to this. Happy birthday to everyone and to all a good night. I also want to thank my friend Russ Weaver for the use of his song, Top of Two, for our ad music. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.